Hello, it's David here, and I just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our new listeners, and welcome to everyone joining us from Spotify's Daily Drive. We're really proud to be in your playlist. Drop us a line at any time with any comments on social media. Use the hashtag TheLeaderPodcast. And remember, you can subscribe too. Just hit the button wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marlson. Does the new lockdown system create a north-south divide? The third tier, the highest tier, which is going to apply in Liverpool, could see lots more venues shutting. London could be heading into tier two, possibly early next week. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, tells us how the new rules work and why some say it's putting London in competition with the north. And... The advert just shows a ballet dancer. Alongside the picture of her is the caption saying, Fatima's next job could be in cyber. But people have basically read into this. You know, the, the government is encouraging people to abandon their dreams. The Evening Standard's Harriet Brewer on why the arts are so upset that Fatima doesn't know she should work in cyber. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the three tiers explained. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. A new three-tier lockdown systems being imposed by the government in different places will be put into different levels. Liverpool's getting level three, the highest. London is probably going into level two. But the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Professor Jonathan Van Tam, says that does not mean all of the country should not be on alert. I might have presented a, um, a bipolar picture that COVID-19 is a problem in the north and not a problem in the south. On the contrary, pretty much all areas of the UK are now seeing growths in the infection rate. Regardless, our editorial column is concerned about how regional lockdowns look. As this capital's newspaper, we regret that the fight against COVID-19 is turning, in some people's minds, into a North versus South conflict. We reject this notion and stand with the affected northern cities and towns in their demands for better treatment from the government as they struggle to cope with the crisis. 
That means two things in particular. The first is greater involvement for local leaders in making decisions. There must also be greater support for employees forced to stop work and enhanced help for businesses shut down by lockdown curbs. A significant amount of the money required will come from taxes paid in London. This is a national struggle and it's critical that, as a country, we work together to ensure all those who need help receive it. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, is here. Nicholas, let's start with the new rules themselves first. We've got three different levels of lockdown. What are they and how do they work? Yes, the, the government are trying to introduce a simplified system for local restrictions. So they're going to be three tiers, which will be kind of medium, high and very high. And so the first tier is pretty much currently what we've got at the moment. The second tier... These restrictions are expected to be similar to what's currently in place in the northeast, which would be a ban on indoor mixing between households, and the rule of six would still apply in outdoor settings, and that may be limited to two households, but that's not clear at this stage. Then the third tier, the highest tier, which is going to apply in Liverpool, could see lots more venues shutting. Um, Again, this is not 100% clear, but this could perhaps be pubs, bars, betting shops, casinos and gyms, possibly pubs and restaurants as well. And in London, they're potentially looking at putting the city into tier two, aren't they? Yes, so, so it's looking like that London could be heading into tier two, possibly early next week, or even late this week. This depends uh, significantly on if cases continuing to rise. Um, There's been a a steady increase in the capital, not as dramatic as in the northwest and in parts of the Midlands, but it's certainly rising in all boroughs at the moment. There are some signs that the growth in the epidemic may be slowing slightly. For example, the rise in hospitalisation seems to be easing off slightly. And there's some boroughs like Barking and Dagenham and Tower Hamlets, which were very much hotspots. And now they've seen the rising cases decline quite dramatically. Isn't there a concern, though, that if you have different parts of the country going into different kinds of lockdown, and because of this, because of the way this seems to be playing out, there's a bit of a north-south divide. Yes, that's certainly a case, and certainly community leaders in the north believe that the lockdown was lifted too soon to suit London when cases were still high in the north, which means that the epidemic was still around the north and, and has therefore started growing more strongly in their areas. Certainly there is a, another factor which may be helping London to keep cases down is the fact that it's easier for many Londoners to work from home and that may be another reason why cases have stayed low. At the moment, the preferred option is to try and introduce measures across the capital rather than borough by borough, just because Londoners travel between areas so much for, for work and socially. So to introduce it just for a couple of boroughs would be very difficult. But if you want to introduce it across the whole city, then there's going to be some controversy because some areas still have quite low levels of coronavirus while others are far, far higher. Is the plan really to get this under control 
by Christmas and can that be done Nick? It's certainly to try and get it under control by the time a vaccine or to keep it under control for, for the arrival of a vaccine it will be difficult before Christmas because viruses, respiratory viruses, tend to increase during the autumn and winter months. So it's it's fighting a tougher battle um, than we were in the spring. So are you expecting this to be a long-term solution being put in by the government now, that we're going to see this sort of three-tier system for quite a while before a vaccine arrives? Well, this really is very much in the hands of Londoners because if we all follow social distancing and good hygiene rules properly, then it may be possible to lift these measures if they come in in the first place. But if people continue partying and flouting the rules in in other ways, then these tough rules will be put in place to avoid more hospitalizations and more deaths. Next. The Prime Minister's spokesman said that the advert was unacceptable. So the government has been quite quick to say, oh no, we're championing jobs in the arts. Harriet Brewis on the ad for recruiting people into cybersecurity that's causing a storm in the arts. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Culture Secretary Oliver Dowd has written for the Evening Standard explaining how the government's supporting the arts with its near £1.6 billion recovery fund. He says culture has never been more important in these difficult times. And you can read that in the newspaper or at standard.co.uk. But right now there are lots of people in the arts who don't think the government's taking their jobs very seriously. There was the retrain issue and its online job quiz that seemed to suggest theatres are full of undiscovered boxing champions. Now there's hashtag Fatima, an online row over an advert suggesting a ballerina could be working in cyber that's caused so much fury even Mr Dowden's distanced the government from it calling it crass. Our reporter Harriet Brewis is here. Harriet, What's in this ad that's got so many people upset? So the advert just shows a ballet dancer um, sat down and she's, well, she looks like she's tying her ballet shoes. Maybe in the context of this advert, she's untying them, who knows? But um, alongside the picture of her is the caption saying, Fatima's next job could be in cyber. And then in brackets, she just doesn't know it yet. Followed by the sort of tagline, rethink, reskill, reboot. and the HM government uh, stamp. It's caused a lot of upset, I think particularly because it's such a fraught time anyway, it's kind of hit a nerve um, with the creative industries, you know, suffering so much. Um, but people have basically read into this, you know, the, the government is encouraging people to abandon their dreams of working in the arts and, 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 and you know, and, and go for something maybe a bit more prosaic. Yeah, it's now this advert's not actually connected to any coronavirus campaign, is it? It's actually a recruitment advert and one of several for cyber security. But even still, coming off the back of the government saying maybe people in creative arts should retrain to do other roles, that's how it's being taken, isn't it? That, that people are feeling that their jobs in the creative industries aren't being taken seriously. 
Yeah, so that's what's quite interesting. Um, I've been doing quite a lot of digging this morning, trying to find out when these specific adverts were actually released. And as you say, it, it forms part of a series. So when you look at it in the broader context of the actual campaign, it doesn't seem quite so sort of sh shocking uh, because it's part of this kind of patchwork which shows you know, a guy in retail and, and a similar catchphrase, you know, it's like Dan's next job could be in cyber or Tom's next job could be in cyber. And it shows, you know, a hairdresser, um, people in various other professions. So it's not just singling out um, the creative industries. It's an advert for the Cyber First campaign that is run by the National Cyber Security Center. That campaign was launched in February 2017. Um, now what's not, not clear is when these specific ads came out and I think that's that's a question on a lot of people's lips and I've I've contacted them and I've spoken to various government sort of press officers um, and no one's really been able to give me an answer yet so I'm still trying to work out when it came out but it was certainly before today's announcement um, of the Culture Recovery Fund. Yeah and it's certainly been dominating social media we've got this hashtag fatima uh, yeah. thing that's trending right now because the the ballerina is supposedly called fatima and that's forced oliver dowden to have to distance the government from it hasn't it yeah so he 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 distanced the government from it in quite or certainly not necessarily the government but certainly his own department he said uh to those tweeting fatima you know hashtag fatima this is not something from the DCMS. Um, and I agree, it was crass. It was a partner campaign encouraging people from all walks of life to think about a career in cybersecurity. And then he went on to say, you know, I want to save jobs in the arts. So he was quite clear that this was not anything to do with his department, which is the digital culture, media and sport. And in fact, um, shortly before... I began speaking to you, David. We had information from our political correspondent, Sophia Slay, who was over at Westminster, and apparently the Prime Minister's spokesman also said that the advert was unacceptable. So the government is is quite has been quite quick to to say, oh no, you know, we're 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 championing jobs in the arts and, and we're certainly not telling people to, you know, give up give up on their dreams as ballet dancers and and, and other such professions but the reaction has been really quite visceral on social media hasn't it Hattie? there have been a lot of people talking about this it seems to have kind of concentrated all of the anger that a lot of people in the arts industries the creative industries have been feeling over the last few weeks regardless of this huge fund that has been announced by the government today you know, hashtag Fatima has been the one that's really attracting the attention. Um, and, you know, you've had you've had, as you say, sort of high profile people kind of weighing in on it. So you've got people like the shadow health minister, uh, Rosanna Allen Khan tweeting, you know, don't let anyone tell you you're not good enough because you don't conform to their preconceived social norms. You have author and journalist Catelyn Moran also describing it, you know, as the brainchild of the Department of Hopes and Dreams crushing. <laughs> um, and she sort of, put, uh, for a country already depressed and anxious, I'd suggest it's a bit of a not now dudes moment. And that's the leader. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs> <laughs>